Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Lockdown Corner Podcast. Today, I'm your host, AJ Brawl. Wait a second. That's not correct. <laughs> look at me. Do I look like AJ Brawl? No way, Jose. It's me, your boy, Alec Rott, a.k.a. The Village is Burning. AR is holding a blowtorch. To my left, and also featured on your screen, is our friend Dustin Bergine. Did I get that right? Close enough. Close enough. All right. It, <laughs> Dustin Burgundy or at Dustin Burgundy 51 on Twitter um, at AJ Brault is not able to make it tonight. Uh, he is busy at a Kenny Chesney concert, so he will not be available. I'm just kidding. He just had other things pop up. We're all human and uh, everybody send AJ Brault your love tonight. Um, Dustin, it's been a little while. This Packer season is absolutely dreadful. What say you about these past two weeks? Before we go on, I made a clip just for Alex being gone. You know, things happen, people miss, but as they say, the show goes on. Absolutely. I was working, I was working so hard on that beforehand, but yeah, it is, as I put in the title, it has just been a misery. I mean, watching Sundays isn't fun anymore. It's just not fun. Just because I go every Sunday thinking, oh, my God, the Packers are going to lose this Sunday. And, it, and like, in our hearts, because, like, we grew up, granted, it's hard for us because we grew up with a lot of good football. And now that we see this, it is just tough to watch. It is so difficult to watch. The offense struggling, can't do anything. It is just brutal right now. Yeah, yeah, and as you mentioned, we still have to turn it on. Number one, because we do this show. So just so you guys know, you are technically the cause of our misery. I'm joking. I'd watch it either way. Subscribe at YouTube, of course. But we definitely watch, and even when the village is burning, uh, we still have hope because we have been shown nothing but great things for so long. Even when all hope is lost, we think back to all of those miracles that Rodgers has done before. But Dustin, what do you think? Is the magic run out of that hat? What, what are we doing here? Is, are the Packers done for this season, or are they going to make their bounce back? I always like to be optimistic about everything. See, I, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> the office, uh, Skid, if anybody knows that. But anyways, I digress. But I like to keep hope, but I, I'm kind of losing faith little by little. You know, I saw a tweet the other day that says <laughs> it was Bears fans and Packer fans, and it said, you and I aren't so different. <laughs> and at this point, I kind of feel it. Like, we're feeling the same thing. Like, do I think they could turn around? Yeah, but we got a long ways to go with not much of a season left. So I, I don't know. What say you? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think that this is uh, – I think that we pretty much got to pack it in this year. We, we, we've we been struggling over this last – you know, what is it, week seven? These This was our easy stretch. You know what I mean? Like this, <laughs> this was a stretch of teams where it was like, oh, okay, minus the Buccaneers – we're also looking dreadful. Um, we we had an easy slate of games. Now we're going into Buffalo. I mean, what a bloodbath that'll be. That's going to be hard for me to even watch at this point. Um, I think it's over. I think that 
short of Aaron Jones getting 22 carries a game, A.J. Dillon getting 15 carries a game, and Rodgers throwing under 20 passes a game, I think if we can't do that offensive game plan, we're pretty much done for because it just seems like Rodgers can't buy into this offense. I I think that it's probably due to the lack of depth and experience at receiver, but it's just it just looks like he is a shell of a quarterback out there trying to operate in a system that he doesn't want to be in, throwing to players that he doesn't want to throw to. Yeah, it just there, there's just no chemistry involved in this team, and like I know we talked about that before the season. Like, how are these young guys going to gel with Rodgers? Like, how is this young defense? going to progress through the season as things and teams get better teams get tougher like how is this team going to work and progress and honestly a lot of our you know worries came to fruition when you know the defense couldn't figure it out our offense is obviously pretty bad like it's just a lot of chemistry issues at this point there's really nothing else to say but chemistry yeah well what do you think dusty should we do a quick game rewind Yes, we can, and I'm not as quick with the game rewind as Al is, but here we go. What just happened? Time to roll back the tape. Here's this week's game rewind. All I want to know if you got your popcorn ready. And hold right. the phone. I got breaking news quick. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story. Breaking news. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen right now. I almost forgot in the beginning here. I would like to say congratulations to you, Alec, for getting married on Saturday night, everybody. Alec, oh my. a married man. Oh, Dusty, it really means the world to me that you would bring that up. I am a happily married man. I have not been captured against my will. Don't come calling to save me. I am not taken without my will. I'm joking, guys. It was a beautiful ceremony. Thank you for bringing it up, Dustin. Thank you and and uh, your beautiful fiance for coming. Um, it was an absolute blast. And here's to many years. Um. Yes. Absolutely. Congratulations, you guys. It was an awesome winning. But as we move on here, I'm sorry, Alec, you can continue. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, let, let's, uh, let's, switch, let's switch gears here. We were going a little bit too much on the happy, you know. Thankfully, you know, I got married. I tricked a beautiful woman into marrying <laughs> me. Let's switch back to the misery for a second here. <laughs> um, the Jets. The Jets came into town into Lambeau, historic Lambeau Field, and uh, they put a spanking on us, 27-10. What was your biggest takeaway from that game, which I will just go ahead and say, uh, one of my least favorite Packer games to watch in a long time. Felt like there was nothing going right on offense, and it looked like our defense was doing great until that second half hit, and that's when it just got demoralized. Dustin, what did you think of that game? Yeah, and actually, as Sean says right here, are the Jets legit? I think they are, personally. You know, are, are, are they going to get to the like the point of this year where I think, you know, it's a deep playoff run? No, I, I don't think so, but I think I think the wild card spot is not a play for them. I think they have a very young and talented defense, a pretty explosive offense when they want to be. Is Zach Wilson their answer yet? We don't, you know, I don't know for sure, but 
the biggest thing is like again what we referred to like there's just no chemistry in our team like our offense just couldn't do anything like and then we got to talk about it Royce Newman he's got to go he's, he's got to go he's been so bad but uh yeah I mean it's just been it was brutal yeah, as a closeted Bears fan, I know at AJ Brault is hoping for Royce Newman to stay in the starting lineup for as long as possible so that his Justin Fields and his favorite Bears team can make the push ahead of us for a wild card spot as the Vikings have something, have the division on lockdown, it seems. But besides that, um, yeah, offense did nothing. Offense did nothing. Defense looked really good. Um, at, until that second half. And as far as if the Jets are legit, you hit it on the head, man. The D-line that they have built is great, let alone our, our, our offensive line has not been playing well this season. Either way, that, that D-line is looking great. Sauce Gardner looks mm. like he may be defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, somewhere along those lines. Um, Zach Wilson, I'm not in on. I, I don't think that he's actually going to end up amounting to much. But they do have a lot of good pieces. Elijah Moore, they just added James Robinson. Uh, Brees Hall, he's looking pretty good. What was that, Dusty? Uh, as you could say, Sauce Gardner is quite a, a lockdown corner. <laughs> God, he said it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We also have our first hater. What's Alex B? You guys? <laughs> yeah, I do agree. I do agree. But we're going to try and truck right along. Uh, we appreciate you watching, Chris. Um, but second question Was Justin Fields better than Aaron this week? Love to hear Dustin's take on this one. Um, go ahead, Dusty. Let's give the people what they want. All right, Sean. First of all, screw you for bringing it up. Okay. All right. Screw you. It's a sensitive subject, but. Uh, Honestly, at this rate, I'd rather see Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers. I just, I just the spit in the face to me for Rodgers. Like, I love Pat McAfee's show and watching Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, but after like last week when he took zero accountability for the problems that we're having, I'm gonna swear, fuck him. Honestly, <laughs> fuck him. He just takes zero accountability when he missed how many guys wide open. It's like, dude, it's like, when are you gonna take some accountability? And he's like, oh, I am. It's like. You're literally blaming everybody else for their mental errors besides yourself. Like, you also make errors, Mr. Rogers. Like, I know it's your neighborhood, but not much longer. <laughs> yeah, and as far as Fields goes, I mean, he's definitely got a lot that he's got to work on. I mean, he, he, it seems like his his athletic ability is such a blessing and a curse, right? It, it gets him out of so many pickles. I like using that term. Um, but it also does cause a lot of a lot of long second down, third downs, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the kid can definitely put something together. Um, at this point, there may be something to say about the two of them, but I don't know. I'm with you on it. I, I think that I think that we should be playing uh, Jordan. I think that we should be looking to move Rogers, or hopefully, hopefully he retires because it looks like he does not have a lot left in the tank. Let's move right along though, because. There cannot be anything more to say about the Jets game uh, other than offensive stalls, defensive greatness until they're demoralized. 
Let's move on to the Washington racial slurs, as AJ Brault would have said. Uh, the Commanders game. How how is that one for you, Dustin? I was actually listening to the game as I was cleaning up uh, the mess that that my party animal guests left at the wedding. Um, what did you think of it, watching it firsthand? Uh, let's just say I was still quite intoxicated and hung, slash hungover from the night before. But let me tell you, to get up that early to go watch that miserable game again was just awful. I would have rather been drinking or just sleeping because it was that boring and bad. And it's just the same broken record again with from the Jets game. No offensive push, no sense of urgency, and just bad defense. I, mean, I wouldn't say bad defense, but like second half struggles as a defense. Because like, like, again, it's, it's the thing we've been talking about all year where the team in the first half looked – pretty good for the most part like it looks solid they can kind of do some stuff and then second half comes around like just they don't know what to do it seems like you know they're deer in headlights yeah i mean the the only positive that i could really take away from this game from an offensive standpoint is it seemed like aaron jones was being utilized a bit more i mean he had two tuds so that, that's always a good sign um the defense it sounded like they were playing pretty good it, it just sounds like it's it, it feels like it's just lack of offensive production. Defense is on the field for, you know, 40, 50, 40 to 45 minutes of a 60-minute game, and it's just too much on them. Um, yeah, the, the commanders, I, I'll i be honest with you guys, I had the Packers with one loss at this point of the season before the season started. Uh, that was to the Vikings. Um with them sitting at three and four, it's just really, really shameful, especially with back-to-back losses against what was seeming to be mediocre teams. Um, but enough with that misery. Let's move on to the next uh, to the next topic here, Dustin. Would you please? All right, so we're gonna go over some news and notes, eh? News and notes. Here we go. News and notes from the league. So, in latest news, we're a little behind on the news, but Christian McCaffrey got traded to the 49ers for a second, third, and fourth round pick for this coming year and a fifth round pick for the following year. Alec, what say you? Wild to me that he got traded for less than a first round pick. I thought for sure that he was going to get traded for first and maybe two seconds and a third. You know, that that's the kind of value that he has when he's healthy. And then I was thinking... You know, I, I guess the Niners must have been able to negotiate in his injury concerns, which aren't nothing, right? I mean, when he's on the field, he's one of the most explosive players in the league. But with uh, with a little bit of his lack of availability in the coming years, I think it's probably a pretty even swap. Not talent-wise, but utilization-wise. What do you think, Dustin? Who won this trade? Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I think Carolina won this trade. I know that may be a hot... A hot take, but I think to get a good, I mean, yeah, like they, I know they, their asking price was a first round pick, but realistically, you're kind of getting an injury prone running back who, yeah, when he's healthy and on his top, he's arguably one of the best running back in the league and he can give you the most value in receiving and rushing. But at the same time, like, are you, is he going to stay healthy? So, like, I think for them to get 
four good picks out of it. I, I think that's almost worth it for Carolina just because, I mean, they're in a rebuilding stage. They're not in a win stage right now. Oh, I mean, P.J. Walker looked pretty good this week. Anyway, anyway, like, keep it <laughs> he did. moving. He did. I will not, great. Yeah. yeah, I will not deny that. P.J. Walker looked pretty good. Especially, I mean, granted, we, we'll talk about the Buccaneers in a little bit if we got time, but, man, are the Buccaneers look dreadful right now. Yeah. Just woof. All right, and the second news is Robert Quinn was traded to the Eagles for a fourth-round pick. This one was surprising. What about what do you think, Alec? I think that that is right where it needed to be. I think that he is a great talent still, but I think that he's probably only got two years left in the tank. Um, so I think that the Eagles got exactly what they needed. Another stud to add to that pass rush, um, and I think that uh, I think that you know the the fourth round pick was definitely fair compensation for an aging legend. Well, Chris, you shouldn't have took the under on the XFL legend. That's on you, man. That's <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm I'm right with you on that one. I think Robert Quinn is probably one of the most criminally underrated players in the league today. He's just criminally underrated. He's such a good player, and his especially his age, like you don't see defense and sledge like kind of linebacker hybrids play to that level that he's playing right now, and he's been playing to a high level. And like you said, I think both teams got exactly kind of what they needed out of it. Robert Quinn's got one, maybe two good years left in him until I really think he starts to fall down. And the Eagles are all bought in. You know, they're they're all in this year. They're trying to win. And Bears got some draft cap out of it. So I think that's a win-win scenario. Absolutely. All right. And then we'll be on to the next one. This is another one. <laughs> Interesting trade. Kadarius Tony traded the Chiefs for their third and fifth round picks this coming year. I I don't like this trade man i mean for either side i don't think that he's an elite enough talent to warrant a trade for the kansas city chiefs to bring him in i mean granted their receiving core isn't amazing but i mean what is he if not another mvs juju smith schuster type of talent i'm not saying that they're i'm not saying that they have the same skill sets but they're about at the same level i would say so why are we adding why are we adding another eh wide receiver and giants you guys are doing really well right now why are you trying to screw up your roster at in any means by moving one of your better players i mean he's going to be a number he's going to be a probably a fifth option for the chiefs he's going he was the the giants what number two option now is Sterling Shepard out? I just, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense from any angle. Why would the Chiefs want him? Why would the why would the Giants move him? And that draft capital, I mean, it's, I guess the Giants got good picks out of it, but I just, I don't get it. What do you think, Dustin? Yeah, I, I think there's many answers to this question or your, your concerns. And I think the main ones, I don't think Tony wanted to be there. And I think, because there was a lot of injury issues with him, and I, I think the injury issues weren't actually injuries. It was more of he just didn't want to be there. And I think, obviously, that he was clashing with the Giants a little bit, and they're kind of like, well, we got to kind of get rid of him because the Giants just spent a first-round pick on him, so obviously they want to get something for him rather than just, you know, keep him sitting around not wanting to play. So I guess, you know, yeah, the Chiefs, I think, I think Tony has a lot of potential. Like, I mean, coming out of college, I mean, he's a great route runner, really shifty kind of guy who's, good for the Chiefs because that's what they like to do. They like that shifty guy who can get open to space. He's not doesn't have the explosion of Tyreek Hill by means, but he's a pretty explosive player. So like, I can understand why they did it. And like uh, C. Brault said here, can't stay healthy. So 
kind of a Christian McCaffrey deal here. Can he stay healthy is a real question, you know? I was just going to affect the Giants, though. I mean, you know, Sterling Shepard's out. Now they don't have Tony. I mean, who is Daniel Jones going to throw the ball to? Are we going to see just Saquon Barkley carrying the load with 35 touches a game? Yeah, they're just going to run read option all day with with Danny Dimes and Saquon. Yeah, <laughs> that is goodness. that is a very interesting offense to say the least. Like, yeah, yeah. If you would have told me that they would have had the record they have right now, I would have told you you're straight up lying. I said no way. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, but moving on. Alvin Kamara is reportedly on the trade block, as well as Damian Harris and Alexander Manningson. Damian Harris is on the Patriots, and Alexander Manningson is on the Vikings. What say you? I mean, I can understand it for Alexander Madison and and Damian Harris. Uh, I I cannot understand it for um, Alvin Kamara. I mean, that Saints team looks like it has... A lot of potential. I'm not ready to call it quits on Jameis Winston. Um, You know, when Michael Thomas is available, he is amazing. I don't don't see the reason besides maybe. (coughs) Sorry, folks, I got bronchitis. Um, I don't don't see the (laughs) reason. But uh, I I just don't see the reason to move Kamara. I, I don't know how much value you're going to see out of Damian Harris, but I think Alexander Madison could really be like a Jamal Williams type player for the Packers uh, last year or two years back. Now, um, what what do you think, Dusty? Um, I, I guess you know with with Kamara, I would understand if they wanted to move him, seeing he's got pending you know charges on him and he's getting a little older. Okay. That one I can kind of see. I I get you're a big crab legs guy. You like the crab legs. I understand you like to, yeah, you like to eat that W once in a while, but uh, <laughs> all right, that's probably inappropriate. I probably shouldn't show that one, but <laughs> all right, I digress. But anyways, I can see it. I can see the potential of why you would do that, but at the same time, you still got a shot at that at that division right now, since the, that division is pretty bad between Carolina, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. Like, you I mean. You win two games, you're right back in that division. So, like, you know, like, I see it, but I don't. And then with Damian Harris, they have Ramon J. Stevenson. They really have no need for Damian Harris. I know New England's that, you know, uh, committee back type of team. But honestly, I kind of think they're shifting away because they like what Ramon Lam- giving them. I mean, he, he's such a strong and powerful running back who can kind of do it all. And then with Madison, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I can easily see why they want to get rid of him, get some draft capital, because he's probably. I'm guessing he's run up his contract. Don't quote me on that, but I'm guessing he is. But yeah, I can kind of see that being the case for those guys. Yeah, and that, the the thing with Madison, though, I mean, I I can't see him being a lead back anywhere. I mean, he's gonna. I think he's gonna be like a a, a complimentary back for the entirety of his career, unless if somehow he. He falls into like a Cordero Patterson kind of groove where just out of nowhere he explodes and people are like, wow, how did this guy not get utilized throughout his whole career? But I just don't see that coming from from Madison. He's a hard-nosed runner, but he just doesn't have that athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like I would skinny, love to oh, – you can go. Was, Sorry. He's like a skinnier version of LeGarrette Blunt. How's that? How's that? That was a very good comparison, but I would love to see – more Cordell Patterson. 
type players where they're utilized just all over the field. I love that. I love that kind of football. That's so fun to watch. Yeah. But all right, we're going to move on from that now. In latest news, Jamar Chase to possibly miss four to six weeks due to a hip injury. Ooh, yikes. yikes. What, what say you, Alec? I mean, that's not what you like to hear if you're uh, pulling for the Bengals this year. They had, they had such a soft start. seemed like they're starting to hit their stride. And now for their number one receiver to go down, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough uh, tough couple weeks here for for a man that everybody thought was gonna have a lot better protection this year, Joe Burrow. But I mean, have you guys seen the the video of him flinching at a cough at a press conference? That dude's already on such edge. I mean, taking away his number one option. I really hope he just survives. Until Jamar Chase gets back, what well, what are the Bengals doing? You got to bring in a good offensive line coach and spend some damn money on your offensive line. You have somebody who I think can be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You have T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Uh, what are you doing? Get him some protection. This guy's gonna die in three years with all these hits that he's taken. I'm done. Pull the plug. Dust him. What do you think about the Bengals right now, man? Missing Jamar <laughs> I, Chase. I agree. If you got Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins, you're looking in good shape for fantasy for these next four to, four to six weeks. But, yeah, I mean, man, they're they're going to give this guy PTSD by the time he's done with this year. He's going to be flinching at everything that comes out. And the guy just kind of walks towards him. He'll probably gonna be, he's going to be back and running. He's going to be thinking, where the hell do I go now? But, yeah. Uh, it just sucks to see such a talented player get hurt and miss that many weeks. And especially they were starting to really turn around too. So that's unfortunate, but what are you going to do? It happens. Yeah. So, uh, all right. On to the next one, this one, probably news of the week, Matt Ryan bent for second year quarterback, Sam Ellinger. This was a shocker. What do you say? I mean, Hate it for Matt Ryan. Hate it for the guy. I, I really liked Matt Ryan. I never thought that he was an elite level talent, but I just I had a soft spot for him. He was my my less athletic Ryan Tannehill type guy, and uh, I don't know. I, I I hate to see it, but it's probably time. I mean, he's just he's not he's not playing at his best. He hasn't for a while. I thought maybe it was due to lack of talent down in uh, Atlanta, but I mean. If you're not successful with one of the best backs in the league in the backfield and then good, not great receiving options, it's probably time to call it quits. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he just – it was blatant. He really struggled at the beginning of this year. He's really starting to kind of fall off a little bit. Alec is gone now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what he's going to do. I think he's blowing his nose. <laughs> as a uh, C broth said here, but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously he was falling off the hill a little bit. He kind of just couldn't put together Colts are struggling in general. So it's not surprising, especially seeing that Sam Ellinger had a really good preseason. So I wouldn't doubt that they would want to kind of put him in see if he's the future of the franchise and see what he can do. I mean, cause the worst case scenario is if they put Sam Ellinger is if they stay on the course they are right now, and that is a losing football team. And best case scenario is he turns the team around. They can establish somewhat of an offense. And this team is good. They have talent. So I think they just tried to make a change and see what they can do. I'm back with a clearer nose. Um, I, I, I apologize for anybody that had to suffer through that nasally just disruptance in your ears. I'm, I'm sorry about it. But I'm back. I'm better than ever. 
Dustin. Let's keep it moving, man. We got any more news and notes? Aaron says hi. Hi. Okay. <laughs> no, I think we are done with the news and notes. So, Alrighty. let's move on to our favorite segment. We don't have imaging yet, but we can just do it because we're, we're improvisers. All right, top five. Today, we're going to do top five trade candidates for the Green Bay Packers. Alec, since you love this and you are the best, you go first, sir. <laughs> so, for the trade, uh, for, for who I think the Packers are going to trade for, I'm going to go ahead and say this. The number one that I think that the Packers will trade for is absolutely nobody. They're not trading for anybody, people. I mean, if you've been tricked now, I mean, you know the old saying, fool me one time, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Well, this is about fool me 75, okay? If you're going to be fooled for 75 straight times, I want you to do yourself a favor. Just log off your Twitter, log off your social media, live under a rock, and just watch the Packers on Sunday because your heart cannot take it, okay? They won't trade for anybody, but let's restart the list. Number five, Jerry Judy. I think that there could be a possibility that they trade for him. I don't like the trade. I don't think that he'd be a great player for us. I don't think that he'd have success in our system, just as I don't think that he'll have success in the league as a whole. Jerry Judy is a bust, mark my words now. Number four, Odell Beckham Jr. Again, he is a great talent. We've talked about it last year. It would be so much fun to see him come and play in Green Bay. It seems like there's a little bit of interest from him. Seems like a lot of interest from Rodgers. However, can't stay healthy, and he's probably asking for a lot of cash. So uh, probably not going to happen, but it would be a lot of fun. Number three, Julio Jones. Tampa Bay is not doing well. Julio Jones is wildly underutilized. Why not get some draft capital for him? Try and re-up for next year, whether it's with Tom or whether Tom decides to go and uh, start a new family and and just call it quits and retire. Um, I think that bringing Julio Jones into the Packers would be a Jimmy Graham-type move, which if you guys remember Jimmy Graham's stint on the Packers, everybody was super excited and then nothing happened. Number two on this fun top five list that is ultra depressing. Number two, I'm going to go with the man, the myth, the legend, the Chase Claypool. People. Oh, oh I think Alec is gone. Am oh, I here? He's back. he's back. Chase. Okay, Chase Claypool. People are going crazy for him on Twitter. People think that he would be amazing with us. The thing is, y'all remember last year when he caught that ball in overtime and decided to celebrate instead of going to get the ref the ball? Well, I think Rodgers would just about have an aneurysm with a guy with that low of self-awareness on the squad, even if he was catching the ball for him. And number one, my favorite play would be to take our next three years' worth of first-round picks and move them for Cooper Cup. Bring Cooper Cup in, baby. The Rams are done. We've seen it. They don't have any draft capital. They've traded the ship for one Super Bowl. Let's bring Cooper Cup into town. What do you say, Dustin? Is that fun enough for you? Bringing in Cooper Cup. 
That sounds like the worst trade deal of all fucking time. <laughs> you were, we're po- so we're pretty much trading places with the Rams. Essentially, what we're doing. So, like, we're trading our draft capital to give them theirs back, just to have our entire franchise screwed for the next ten years. <laughs> Let's just talk about quick how screwed. I mean, screwed the Rams are for like the next five to ten years. They are so screwed because they have no draft capital yeah but i actually like that yeah sorry what do you say hashtag f them picks i mean how about hashtag f that franchise they're done for go ahead sorry didn't mean to interrupt you there oops actually i I did not want to post that it's not appropriate (laughs) that's that's my bad everybody uh thank you for all you listening it was an inappropriate comment i should not have posted but anyways moving on all right my number five I'm going to say Marquez Callaway, or yeah, Callaway, excuse me, from the New Orleans Saints receiver. Uh, nice athletic guy where I think the Packers would maybe try to scoop him up for a good deal because that'd be the most Packer thing ever to do. But uh, I just don't, you know, I don't quite see it as much as the other guys. <clears throat> and then four and three are on the same team. Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler, I think those two are pretty interchangeable, I think. You know, KJ Hamler's a little less pricey as of what they're going to ask, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of a wish wash, you know, whatever you're going to get. I don't, again, as, as we go into this, I'll get more into it. So those are my uh, four and three. And then number two, I'm going to say Ch- uh, Chase Claypool. I'm going to agree with that one. I think that uh, his size and athleticism kind of fit what we want to do. And number one, I'm going to go with not a damn soul because let's be honest here. Like you said, it's not going to happen. Like we've been down this rodeo for like five years and it's always the crazy trade talks and then nothing ever happens. And then my actual number one is the UW Milwaukee tight end, because that seems like a Packer thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go UWM. Man, quick story. We're not going to go off track for long. I was getting recruited by UWM football. UWM football UWM doesn't have a football team. You're wrong. They do. It's a club team. They're not recognized by the NCAA. They're not recognized by the NAIA. But they are a pay-to-play team that was recruiting me. And Dustin and I went to a game, their homecoming game, that their coach said was going to be a blowout. Long story short, they went into overtime, and their overtime rules are not like the NFL's overtime rules. It is it is uh what's the word um uh sudden death first team to score wins we watched both teams miss six consecutive kicks each five overtime periods five overtime periods i missed dinner okay and it was a noon game my goodness but yeah bring them in bring them in i'd love to see that man i'd love to let's go uwm you know, for the longest time, I forgot about that story because it was like the game was that forgettable. It was such a bad game. And Alex brought it up again. I'm like, oh, my God, we did go to that football game. And it was horrendous. <laughs> it was an hour drive. And, you know, like, I'm all for it. I'm going to go, you know, with my buddy down to a college football game. And we're going to watch. Just have a good time. We're just going to watch some football. My God, that was the worst case of football I've ever seen. It was so bad. Like, I don't know how anybody is like, I'm going to pay to do this. Like, I want to pay to be here. Like, I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. No, sir. 
No, sir. But anyway, I was a recruited player for college football, and I will not let anybody forget it. Even if it was pay-to-play, six-overtime, losing that game, UW-Milwaukee. Oh, crap. Potential college football player. Potential. <laughs> Potential <laughs> college football player. <laughs> All right. Let's All right. keep it well, moving, well, I mean, do we have anything left here? I'm not sure. I we're kind of out of things. The moment you got anything, we can do it. You know what? You know what we haven't done in forever, and I am just beside myself for not for allowing it to happen for so long. Everybody's favorite. Every when I say everybody, I mean I've heard a lot of people talking on the streets, whispers here, whispers there, shouting from the rooftops over there. Favorite Ooh. segment of this show. Favorite random packer of the week. Oh, let's go. It's time to get wacky. It's time for random packer of the week. What a beautiful, what a beautiful little ditty that. AJ Brault wrote for us, man. That I love that. I love that one. It's time to get wacky. All righty. <laughs> it it, it reminds me of like a little game show, you know? It just like gives you a little <laughs> tingles when it comes on. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So this week, my random packer of the week, I'm going to go with Scotty Wells. Y'all remember oh, Scotty Wells? He was great at yeah, snapping the ball, man. Yeah. He was great at snapping the ball. I think he did a short stint at long snapper as well, but longtime center, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He's so random, I can't really remember the position he played. But I knew that it had something to do with snapping the ball. Really? Oh, well, that's a good one. I do I do remember Scotty Wells. Was, I don't remember. Was he part of the Super Bowl team? All right, Dustin. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. How dare, one, dude. How <laughs> dare you come up with the random pack of the week and not be educated on him? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna give you a name, and I have no idea what remember what time he played, but I know he played for the Packers. And my player is Brady Popinga. Woo! Let's go. Woo! The only reason I remember him because I was on the Packers. Uh, app the other day. I don't remember what I was looking at, but I saw a Brady Popinga interview. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that'll be the guy I use for the next pet brand of pack of the week. Brady Popinga, Dude. everybody. <laughs> Brady P. I miss Brady P. I love Brady P. <laughs> I love Brady P. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dusty. Well, I think that that pretty much wraps up everything that we've got to talk about. We're sorry for such a long wait. We hope that this was a, as joyous of a, a watch for you as it was a speaking from us. It poured right directly out of our souls. And uh, we can't can't mention enough how grateful we are for you guys watching every week, subscribing on YouTube, following our social media, at AJ Brault. We miss you, buddy. Hope you're back for next week. At Dustin Bergine. It's been a great time co-hosting with you. And at The Village is Burning, AR is holding the torch. Um, you, you did great today too, buddy. So we appreciate everybody watching. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Oops, sorry, I wasn't ready. I'm sorry. That was my fault. <laughs> All right, goodbye. That's why we goodbye. need <laughs>